Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher Hamlin. Good morning, Briston Rains. I see you're wearing the Hotter Than Hell 100 t-shirt. Yes, sir. 100-mile bike race in Wichita Falls, Texas. Wichita Falls, man. Yeah, man. No, I'm ripping. Yeah, bro. Dude, I I went out to go run the other day, and and we ran like a mile. And I felt this bone in the bottom of my foot freaking hurting dude like it felt like it was cramping almost um and that whole evening it was it hurt to walk and the next day it hurt to walk still so i took a couple days off today's probably my third fourth day off um and i don't i mean it feels fine now but i wanted to rest i don't want it to keep keep around you know what i mean um but that goes to show man like i I, I guess I hopped into training too quickly after doing a muddy 50k. So, yeah. Anyways, but we're gonna hop back on it here real, real soon, man. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. So we got our we got our Texas Soldier Championship coming up in like I don't know a week and a half or something crazy. You're not gonna be there. You'll be in Florida, but that's gonna be crazy, man. I'm gonna have to course mark. 30 miles. We don't even have enough volunteers. It's a pretty wild spot to be put into. Um, but but we have volunteers. I say we don't have any, but we have some. But we are we need a few more to have a successful race. Right. Um, anyways, that all being said, I got a crazy week and a half, two weeks ahead of me. So we're doubling up on this show, buddy. Doubling up, baby. Yeah, what does it what does it feel like having to prepare for a big race like that? You're two weeks out, dude. It's like it's it feels like the Super Bowl. It's like I'm the organizer of the Super Bowl. Is what it feels like um, because in a way, this is the Super Bowl of Texas ultra running because there's no other uh, race that's like this, and where where you have people that compete to get to this point. And they all compete head to head for the title. Yeah. It's really cool. And this is the, I think I could be wrong, but this feels like the first time in history, in Texas Trail Ultra Running history, that there's a race like this that you have to qualify for. And then it's the best of the best going head to head. I could be wrong. There could have been something in the past that I don't know about. Just my projections, man. Just my projections. I think, I think it's important to have that, man, because, you know, there's these big races. Like there's this big one called the Western States Hundred. It's the biggest. It's the biggest race in the United States, and it you have to be the elite of the elite to qualify or run for that race. And so for us Texans over here who don't live at altitude, who don't have that extra um, ability to be able to train and qualify for something like that, it's it's like it kind of feels impossible in a way to be able to compete at something like that. But this is something to where it brings the competition level down to where since all the qualifying races are in Texas, generally everybody that runs this race is 
from Texas. And so you're really just competing within your state in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and it allows people in the state who are okay. They're not professional elite athletes, but they're also, you know, above average. And this gives them the ability and the chance to be able to put themselves on some sort of stage in a way. And so I, I'm pretty excited about it. And by the yep. way, Carly is now here. She was making some racket earlier. I was no trying to problem. get her to lower down on the racket. You want to say what's up, Carly? What's up? She's here. Hey, if you're if you're listening to this and you're married, you know how the ladies are. What does that mean? <laughs> taking their time. Taking their time. It's like I can get out of the car in like two seconds. And then I'm waiting on a Carly for like a minute to get out of the passenger side. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm like, man. You know, I wait though. I wait. I wait. And then she finally crawls out and then I could finally lock the door. What is that? What is that, Carly? I don't know. It was hilarious. When we first got married, we had never lived together. And so Briston just gets up, gets ready in two seconds. He's ready to go. And I'm like, babe, like it takes us girls. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta do our hair. We gotta wash our face. We gotta, you know, it takes us. We gotta put our makeup on. So that was an adjustment. How long do you think it took you to adjust to that? Y'all, here's the thing. Y'all ain't got to do that. Society tells you y'all got to do that. So uh, that's that's conditions that your mother put on you, that her mother put on her, that society put on her. You okay. see, realistically, you can do what I do, and you can wake up, throw some clothes on, you know, do some little things here and there real quick, and then boom, you're ready to get out the door. Like when we're at races and we're about to put on a race, you can ask Asher. It's we get up and boom, we're on it, man. Like, like we're we throw clothes on, we do this, and then we're in like five to ten minutes, we go from dead asleep to in the truck going to our race location. That's the only thing, and Carly. That's the only reason I'm kind of worried about having you come to races sometimes because I'm like, <laughs> sometimes that's what it takes, and I know you can't do that. So, well, I'll I just get up like sooner. Talking the mic. Oh, I just get up sooner. And aren't you aren't you glad when we dress up? Like when I dress up, because I look all pretty. You, you look all pretty the right the way you are, anyways. But yeah, but it makes you look. It it uh, enhances your beauty qualities. I mean, okay, if it's during the day and we ain't got nothing to do, that's fine. <laughs> but if it imposes on an objective that has to be done by a certain time on a certain day. All right. All I'm saying is when we have a kid, you're going to have a rude awakening, babe. Yeah, I think Briston's having to learn a lot of patience through this. But that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, he is. Okay. Come like, me. literally patience is his word. No. I always have to be like, Briston, be patient. It's fine. No, I've gotten better about it in my personal life. But when it comes to putting on events, that stuff literally comes down to the T, like it does. And it's very important. And so when it comes to race directing, like it's on the T. Like I don't have time to jack around. Like it's got to get done by a certain amount of time in a certain way. Yeah, because people because people are depending on it. So like personal life, when we ain't got when when we're working or whatever, whatever, it's fine. Like you can do whatever you need to do. But when it comes down to 
other people depending on me for something and I need to get it done and I have that pressure on me, I'm going to get it done in a certain time. Now, I think, well, yeah, okay, you're right. But I also think you're so funny about time because whenever it's, whenever it's, I need to record. I need to video this because it happens all the time. It is videoed. No, not not like I need to video what I'm about to say. So whenever whenever you need to be somewhere or whenever you want to do something, it's like we gotta do it right then and there. But whenever I want to do something, it's like I don't know how to explain it. It's like not that it doesn't matter because because it does matter, and I know you care. But it's like in your I don't know how to explain it without. I'll, I'll give you my reasoning behind this. I so, just, I just think you. I just think I don't know what's going on in your. I, I don't want to say something because I don't know what's going on in your head. I just well, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> so the reason that might happen sometimes is because whenever I have hundreds of people. No, I'm not talking. No, about no, babe, babe, I'm, hear me out. No, hear me no, out. No, no, I'm not talking about a race. I'm talking about just. In our everyday life. Yeah. Like, well, Asher can probably vouch for it. It's like, it's like if you need to do something, it's like, bam, we got to do it right then and there. But like if Asher well, needs to do something and you're on your computer, guess what? We got to wait until you're done on your computer and then we can do what we need to do. Well, I just think it's a, uh, it's okay, babe. I mean, I mean, well, l- you're listen, young. let me talk. Let me- I mean, nobody's perfect. I got stuff I got to work on. <laughs> let me let me let me talk here. Okay. Thank you. Now, the reason I believe that carries over into personal areas of my life, and that's stuff I have tried to get better on. You can't say yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. You have, you have. All right. Marriage helped. The the reason I believe that has carried over is because I started race directing at 18 years old. And that's a pivotal time in our lives where we start to adopt things in our mind and that's how we live. And so at 18 years old, I was put into this mindset and this habit that was fixated into me of to get things done efficiently and as fast as possible. And then if there's leftover time after that, then we can take our time. Then we can relax and do whatever. But until then, I I have pro whenever I was younger, I had program my mind to do it, do whatever the objective is in the most efficient and fast manner as possible. And then if we have time to do extra, that will come after. Yeah, but you're not hearing what I'm saying. What I'm saying I, well, is... I'm not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. <laughs> Let me finish. I am. No, no babe. you're cutting me I off. am hearing what you're saying, but you're not understanding. So, <laughs> so but okay. this is the part that you're missing, Carly. No, I no. Okay, keep going. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is the part you're missing. So that mindset carried over from working into the workspace and it carried over into my personal life and then i go from being independent to be able to do that to being married and then all of a sudden my natural mindset of that way of thinking immediately is in conflict with a new perspective that is not that way and a new person and a person that does not work that way and so it's been a fine tuning of balancing both and trying to get rid of that old mindset and trying to adopt this new mindset of, oh, no, like it can wait or well, I need to be patient. 
I think the 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 root issue is like who's if you're doing something and I need something done, what takes priority? That's what I'm saying is like when you're doing something on your computer and one of and somebody else comes to you and says, hey, I need help with this or hey, I need you to do that. Your number one priority is not what their need is. Your number one priority is, okay, I'm going to finish what I'm doing on my computer and then I will help you. And I do think at times, like if you're in the middle of a phone call or if you're in the, like, I do think at times, yes, what you're doing needs to take priority. But I also think, Briston, that that the, the other person's need needs to take priority. Like, it's like, that's what I was saying. Well, here's my thing. Whenever I am working and I'm in my zone, I don't see it any different as if I was leaving and I was at a workspace. And so I think at those times to where when I am working that I need, I need to be able to work as if I was not at home because I do work from home. But when I'm working, you know, nine to five and you're asking me to do something, well, technically like I, in my head, like I'm at work, even though I am here, I am in my head at work, which is a different place than home. And so I'm taking care of work, if that makes sense. But, you know, I do understand what you're saying. And that just comes out of like, I'm focusing on something so hard and it has so much of my attention and I am finishing my thoughts on something that I will forget if I advert my attention from that to you, that I need to get that done so that my thoughts don't dissipate. And then I do whatever you need to Can do. Can I be honest? Go ahead. I think, because I think everybody to an extent struggles with this. So when I say this, it's I'm not directing it to you. I'm directing it to humankind. But I do think it is a form of selfishness. Like, I think sometimes it's literally like the Good Samaritan in the Bible. The priest and the other guy, I forget the other guy. These two guys were on a road. They had an agenda. They had a schedule. They were walking. They probably had to be somewhere at a certain time. They probably had meetings. And there was a man who literally got beaten by thieves about to die on the side of the road. And they did not stop to consider his need. But a good Samaritan who, by the way, y'all, a good Samaritan, the Jews like very devalued Samaritans. So I think the reason the Samaritan had compassion for the guy was because he had he had he could he could relate to the person's position but it's that's what i'm talking about well is, o- well obviously like if something's in dire need of help but that's what i'm saying like i'm going to help how do you prior like that's right. what i'm saying asher, is like asher i want to i want to get your thoughts cuz you've been sitting here listening <laughs> and we're just going back and forth it feels like so asher go ahead yeah i was going to say one important thing i think we can all learn um and you spoke a little, you talked, you started to say something about leadership, but uh, one thing I've always said to you, like even at races, but, but is ap- applicable to all of us is, you know, delegation of tasks. So like, um, and what I, what I mean by that, really the principle behind delegating is I'm looking out for, I'm looking out for the needs of my other people. Like if they don't have something to do, I need to look out for uh, like their needs first above mine. And I think that's what makes a great leader, right? Because if you care for your people, they'll care for you in yeah. return. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, maybe maybe that's where 
um, the patience and the, okay, like the, my focus, my task on hand right now doesn't have to be this just banging out priority. Maybe I need to focus on what I can, I can do to help my compatriots first so that we can all come together on this task in a more efficient way. Um, I, I think that's a great principle for leaders to learn, but it's, it's easier said than done. And yeah. like Carly was saying, that doesn't, that's not directed specifically towards Bristol or any of us, but mm-hmm. uh, it's, <laughs> worth, it's okay, babe. we're thinking about. Yeah. No, this, it. this has turned into a, uh, a very good leadership podcast episode, I think, because, you know, I, I, and, it doesn't matter who you are in some position, you do have a, a leadership aspect in your life, whatever that is. Right. Um, and I think this is really important, um, a really important conversation we're having because it will help whoever's listening. If they put it into practice and actually try it, including us, right. It'll help us be better and, and have better results in the future in a way. Um, so this is very good and this is important. I, Can I'm I a, say something? Go ahead, Carly. Um, and I do think, because I was thinking about the roles of a man and a woman, and I know like the majority of women are natural n- nurturers. So I do think, Briston, like when we're in situations, I, and I can only say this for me, I don't know about you, but like when we're in a situation, I'm looking at, Okay, if something happens, like I'm looking at other people, like how can I and don't get me wrong, I am selfish in areas, so I'm not saying I'm perfect at this. But like when we're at a race, it's like or when we're in any situation, I'm looking at, okay, what do they need? Like what what do you know? And but I I don't want to put words in your mouth. I do feel like sometimes it's like. For men, it's like, okay, what do I need to get done? Not that y'all aren't considering other people, but I've heard men say that, who was it that said this? Um, I've heard a man say that like men, it pride is a really big struggle with men. Um, not that it's not with women, because we do struggle with pride, but just that like, do y'all get what I'm trying to say? <clears throat> yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's an interesting perspective to say, to wake up and say, not what do I need to get done, but what does yeah. that, what does everybody else need to get done so that. Like, how can I help others? Like what, like Brisson, when I wake up helping, make sure you talk to the mic, helping you with Texas outlaw. It's funny. Cause you're like, okay, Carly, I need you to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to do it. But I have had to sacrifice things. And I know Texas Outlaw brings our money in, but I've had to sacrifice things that could bring our money in to help you with what you need to get done, which is, which I love it. But again, it's like, a, I mean, I don't want to be like, if I was, if the roles were flopped, it, I, it would kind of be like, okay, well, I'm going to do this first and then I'll help you. But I've had to be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to lay down what I want to do. So that I can help you, because honestly, it'll just help our relationship better if I just <laughs> help you out. <laughs> there won't be so much turmoil. <laughs> so I was thinking, I was thinking a little bit about the balance that Kristen has to have in his life, or any business leader um, is like 
you got to wake up every day and be like, all right, how can I help other people through my business? Right. That's what you yes. do. You put on an experience through them, but also you can't, you know, get so focused on, um, all right, am I helping, am I helping people through my, my current task? Like, or am I just helping myself to, um, you know, fame, fortune, whatever, which that's not really, I know that's not why y'all are in it or Bristol is in it or whatever. Um, so it's like a business leader, their priority should always be, all right, what can I do to help people today, you know, and moving forward? So. Yeah. It's like meeting the needs of your customer. Yeah. I really, I really like that, Asher. That, that's a very good way to put it. Um, it's providing something for somebody and in exchange, they give you that, uh, some sort of value in, in return. <clears throat> it's value for value. It's basic commerce at its finest core, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this we're about about out of time uh, for this episode, but um, this has been great for anybody who is in a leadership position or anybody who is a dad or anything like that. Um, this is a really good podcast or even a mom. I mean, um, whoever's whoever if you have a child or anybody that depends on you for something, this is good. Um, but yeah, with that being said, Asher, is that all you had to say? For, for this episode. That's all I got to say until the next one. But you're supposed to say happy trails, Asher. Happy trails, obviously. <laughs> hey, Asher, I can't wait till you get married. And then it's like, and then you'll get to put in the perspective and you'll get to uh, evaluate if what Bristol and I are saying is basically accurate. If you're like, yeah, that was, or nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that'll Which be good. Pretty common, I'm sure it is. Um, but... With that being said, thank y'all for listening to uh, y'all get to hear about my imperfections and then y'all get to hear how y'all can learn from them, but also learn to uh, grow in other areas. So there you go. This is a very vulnerable episode for me. Um, But if y'all enjoyed the podcast, I encourage y'all to leave a rating, a five-star rating only. If you leave anything below with that, take it somewhere else. Just go somewhere else. We don't need it around here. But if you want to give us a five-star rating, I'd really appreciate that. That'll get us into the algorithms of the podcast world and help recommend this show to other people. And we'd be able to help other people and reach them through that. And all you literally have to do is just click like our talk show, wherever you, whatever you're listening on. And then there's like a five-star rating thing. You just click the five stars, right? write about what you enjoy about the podcast and submit it. That's it. It's a very selfless thing. Um, Very simple to do. takes a few seconds. With that being said, though, uh, I do appreciate y'all listening. And we'll see y'all next Monday on Shooting the Bull. And I know you already said it, Asher, but I'm going to have you say it again. Happy trails, y'all. Trails, y'all. All All right. See y'all next Monday.